Let's turn in your Bibles tonight to Psalm 65. And uh, I want to preach something to you this evening that I was actually going to preach on New Year's Eve. And uh, the Lord kind of changed my direction, so I'm going to give you some little bit of uh, snippets of that particular teaching. So in Psalm 65, uh, by the way, we were able to bless uh, Brother Hershey's ministry. How many of you were blessed with the word that he brought? Signed, signed, sealed, delivered. Amen. It's a great word. And you know what? He's preaching that right now down at the Mission USA uh, to a great host of believers and pastors. And tomorrow night they're having a banquet with 200 pastors. And I'm just real proud of our group because we were able to give them $5,700. Isn't that nice? Amen. And so I believe that that seed just goes continuously on into all the world and it just continues to snowball. Amen? Amen. And then you're a reaper, aren't you? You reap off what you sow. And so thank you for blessing Brother Hershey. I know last year was a very difficult year, um, but it's a new year and we believe that they're well on their way. Amen? Amen? To doing awesome things. Psalm 65, 11. He says, Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. Now, Father, we thank you for this word that we are about to receive tonight. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise for all that you're doing in each and every one of our lives. Thank you that the eyes of our hearts are being flooded with light. Our hearts are being strengthened. And we're being encouraged in you this evening. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Now, I'd like to look at Psalm 65, 11, if we could, in the Amplified Version. And I don't have that written down here, so I'll wait until you get that up here. Psalm 65 and the 11th verse. It says, You crown the year with your bounty and goodness, and the tracks of your chariot wheels drip with what? With fatness. You know... uh, Fatness in the Bible talks about abundance. It talks about being rich. It talks about uh, a land of great richness and abundance. As a matter of fact, when uh, Moses sent out the spies to uh, spy out the land, he said, now come back and tell me, how is this land? Is it fat or is it lean? And the, scri- and the, uh, the, uh, spy- the folks came back with uh, and a report, and it says, They came back to the brook of Eskol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they buried it between the two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. They described this land as a land that was flowing with milk and with honey. Hallelujah. Now I know, beyond any shadow of a doubt, because I know this bunch in here, you want to experience abundance. You want to experience the goodness of God. You want to walk on God's paths throughout this whole year. Because His paths drip with fatness. His paths drip with abundance. And you know, the neat thing about our Father is He's not making it difficult for us to find His paths and to stay on His paths. You know, a great verse of Scripture is over in uh, Proverbs chapter 4. And notice with me in verse 18, Proverbs, the fourth chapter, 
and the 18. And understand this is talking about you because we are the just, right? We have been placed into right standing with God, made the very righteousness of God, not earned on our own merit, but on the basis of the blood of Jesus. Now notice what it says here. Let's read this together. Ready, read. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And so on the paths that God has chosen for you, these paths can get brighter. They can get better. And the great news is this, is there is no death on God's path for your life. Matter of fact, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 28 bears that out. So if you'd look at that in the Amplified Version, this is good shouting ground right here. Proverbs 12, 18 says, uh, and I'll read it to you, it says, Life is in the way of righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. And its pathway, there is no death, but immortality, perpetual, eternal life. So say this with me real strong. In my pathway pathway is life. And there is no death. In my pathway is health. And there is no disease. In my pathway is abundance. And there is no lack. Amen. Thank God that we're under a higher law than the law of sin and death. This law of life, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, set you free from the law of sin and death. Therefore, in your pathway, there is no death, but there's life. We're under a law that supersedes that under law. Amen. Now, let's look at some scriptures tonight for a little while. We want to give some of you a time to get signed up afterwards. But let's look at some scriptures about the word that has the word path in it. Psalms 23. And notice with me in verse 3. And of course, Psalms 23 is that great, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, Psalm. Right down in verse 3, he says, he restores my soul. Aren't you glad that he is the restorer of your soul? Not only is he the restorer of your soul, but he is the restorer of paths for you to walk in. You know, the good news is this, even if you've gotten on the path, you can get right back on God's path for your life. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Or he leads you in the right paths for your life. Okay? Well, it's time to stop and make another confession. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. He continuously restores my soul. And he leads me day by day in the right paths. For his namesake. Amen. So that is his commitment to us. To lead us along the paths of righteousness. I hunger for his paths. You hunger for his paths, don't you? You wouldn't be out here on a Wednesday night in the middle of January if you weren't hungry for God. And you know there's a blessing in being hungry. 
Because those that are hungry, the Bible says, they're going to be filled. Filled with the goodness of God. Now, let's look at our commitment then in Psalms 25 and verse 4. The 25th Psalm and the 4th verse. Here's our commitment then to, to seek Him. To seek Him. In Psalm 25, 4, He says, Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. What that is, is just an invitation with an open heart to the Lord who is your shepherd to teach you, to lead you, and to guide you. An open heart is a willing heart. A willing heart is a heart that's after God. An open heart, an obedient heart, and a willing heart is a heart that God can use. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, use me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. I commit to seek you. And then, of course, Psalms 27 and verse 11 basically uh, says the same thing about our commitment to seek him. Psalm 27, 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Now, we know that we have an enemy, right? He walks about to steal, to kill and destroy. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. So it would stand to reason then, if God has right paths for us, the enemy of our soul has wrong paths. And so the psalmist is saying, Lord, lead me in a plain path. Make it just plain and clear to me, because there's an enemy that wants to get me off the path. Now the enemy can't get you off the path if you just make the quality decision, I'm staying on God's paths for my life. And I know that's you. Now listen to this scripture in Second Samuel chapter 22 and verse 31. Second Samuel chapter 22 and verse 31. As for God, His way is what? His way is perfect. In other words, his way is right. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. Do you trust him tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. Then if I can learn his ways and walk in his paths, then I can expect to get great results. And so can you. Now listen to the message translation of this. And I'd, I'd like for you to pull this up in verse 31 if you could. Verse, uh, I think it's verse 11 and 12. What a God. His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is road tested. Everyone who runs toward him, what do they do? Hallelujah. You're going to make it? I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. We're going to the other side. We're going on through. Amen? Now look at... Uh, Verse 11 and verse 12 in this same uh, context. And if it's not, I'll just read it to you. I think it's verse 11 and 12 in this same uh, chapter of 2 Samuel chapter 22. No, that's wrong. 
Let me read what I've got. Listen to this. Point me down your highway, God. Direct me along a well-lighted street. Show my enemies whose side you're on. Oh, that's good. And so we have a great teacher, don't we? The Lord teaches us. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Of course, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And the spirit of man, what is it? It's the candle of the Lord. And it searches all the inward parts of the belly. The greatest leadings you'll have come right out of your inner man. By the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. And so we're also taught through the word of God. And the Spirit of God brings revelation. And the Spirit of God brings illumination to the word which we read. In Psalms 119, verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and your word is a light unto my path. Time for another confession. You ready? Say, Lord, your word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. And it is a light under my path. Hallelujah. Thank God for those well-lighted streets. <laughs> Show my enemies whose side you're on. Psalms 119 verse 105 in the message says this. By your words I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. And so I want to encourage you this year, all year long, have a heart for his paths. Be teachable, be pliable, be willing hearted to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Psalms 119 verse 15 in the Amplified Version says this, I will meditate on your precepts and I will have respect to your ways The paths of life that are marked out by your law, we'd say it in the New Covenant, the paths of life that are marked out by your word. So follow then the path or the track of his word. Amen? Now I wanted to get into something tonight I think that will help you a little bit. Let's look over at Proverbs chapter 3. Spend a little time here in the 6th verse. Well, we can begin in verse uh, 5. That, that would work. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, of course, says, Trust in the Lord, where? With all your heart. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to what? Do you know where leaning to your understanding will get you? It'll get you in the flesh real quick. <laughs> and... They that are in the flesh, what can't they do? They that are in the flesh can't please God. And so if I'm not pleasing God, then I'm not really walking by faith because without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when I'm leaning to my own understanding, I'm not exercising any faith whatsoever because I'm going by what I think It's not coming out of my heart. It's not based on trust that is of the heart, but it's based on reasoning, which is of the head. Okay? 
And that's why he says to cast those reasonings down. Amen? So trust in the Lord with all thine heart, with thy spirit. Don't lean to your own understanding. Now here's verse 6. Let's look at this together and let's read it. In all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways, do what? Him. Recognize him. Or we could say it this way, in all of your ways, include him. Yeah. Anytime you need to make a decision where you need to choose a path or some sort of a response, at every juncture in your life this year, learn to look on the inside of you and acknowledge him in the midst of all the circumstances around you and make the decision that you're only going to be spirit-led. Time for another confession. (laughs) Say it with me. I'm only spirit-led. I'm not opportunity-led. I'm not pressure-led. I'm not fear-led. But I'm led by the Spirit of God. I'm spirit-led. You know, when you really do that, what that does is that just shuts the enemy down. He can't get you on the wrong path that way. Amen? So confess him daily and include him. Oh, I don't know when it was. It was at the end of last year sometime. And uh, I wrote down some things that the Lord was, was speaking to me. Uh, individually, but I think it fits here because I think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know what I mean by that? I believe the Lord spoke to me, not an audible voice, but just by that inward knowing on the inside of you, and just said this, if you will acknowledge me every day, I will direct you every day. If you will acknowledge me In every step, I will direct your every step. If you will acknowledge me in every decision, I will direct your every decision. And he said this, if you don't, I won't. That's pretty simple, isn't it? In other words, if if, if we're not going to include him or invite him, if we don't, he won't. Why? Because he's a gentleman, right? And then this was quite a revelation to me. If you'll acknowledge me, I will preserve you and save you from wasted time, energy, and money. If you will acknowledge me, I will preserve you. I like that. I will save you from wasted time, energy, and even money. Hallelujah. So, it's time for another confession. (laughs) Let's say it together. In the name of Jesus, I make the quality decision. I acknowledge you every day. In every step. In every decision, Lord, I include you. I invite you to direct my steps, to lead me in the right paths. Therefore, I shall be preserved. 
And I shall be delivered from wasted time, energy, and even money. And you can add your own list to that. Amen. And so then it requires, on our part, it requires inquiring of the Lord, just like David did. You know, David got into situations where he just didn't know what to do. And I think we probably face that daily, don't we? I mean, there's just so many things and so many decisions and so many things that come your way every day that if you live out of here, you're bound to bobble it and blow it. Okay? And so... Take time to stop, to look, to inquire, and to listen. You know, if David, who was a skilled warrior, needed to inquire of the Lord and hear from God, I think I do too. Patsy Caminetti said this when she was here a couple years ago. She said this. She said, leaning to your own understanding... Even after your understanding has been enlightened. In other words, even after you've been in this a while. And the eyes of your hearts have been flooded with the light. Or educated is still not leaning on God. Leaning on your own understanding after your understanding has been enlightened or educated is still not leaning on God. And then she said... Come to the throne room and be open to where he can lord you. You like that? Come to the throne room and be open to where he can lord you. Amen? And then lastly, she said, "To to the degree that he is lord to you, he can be lord through you. To the degree that he is Lord to you, he can be Lord through you. Very good. All right. So let's look over at Isaiah chapter 55. How about letting our thinking be open to his thinking? Amen. Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 10. Let's look at here. We're not going to preach a real long time tonight, but you don't have to when you've got a great word. This is a word that will stick to your ribs. This is a word that will minister to you. So we're going to go right on through verse 10. And if I make any comments, we'll stop. He says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Well, that lines up with what we're talking about tonight. Verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God for what will he do? Our God will abundantly pardon. Now let's stop right there and let's just camp here for a moment. Now, I'm not looking at any wicked people here tonight. I believe I'm looking at a congregation filled with people that are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But did you know that as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, sometimes you can have some crazy thoughts. You know, that word wicked, you get it from wicker, twisted. Sometimes if your mind is not renewed or you let the word go for a period of time, you can get some twisted thinking. So basically, for new covenant talk would be this way. Make sure you got your head screwed on right. 
Make sure you're not being conformed to this world, but you're being transformed continually by the renewal of your mind. Forsake unrighteous thought. Forsake twisted thinking. And return wholeheartedly to the Lord. And certainly, God will pardon that. Now, next verse, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are, my, not, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Let's stop right there. We can comment on that. You know, if you look at that with religious eyeglasses, you would say, yes, amen. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are so much higher than our ways. And you just can't ever attain to the thoughts of God in the higher ways of God. That's a bunch of malarkey. Why would he tell us that we have the mind of Christ? Why would he give us 66 books filled with the thoughts of God if he didn't want us to tap into the thoughts of God? Amen. Amen. Now verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Have you found out that to be true? God's got a better way. God's got higher thoughts. He's got higher ways for you. But you can tap into them by faith. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither but waters the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Let's look at verse 11. So shall be my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It'll not return to me void, but what will it accomplish? It'll accomplish the pleasure of the Lord. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Time for a confession. You ready for another confession tonight? Say it with me. By the grace of God, I have the word of God. And I have the Spirit of God. And so with my faith, I tap into the thoughts of God. I think the thoughts of God. Therefore, I walk in a higher way. I walk in a better way. Not the low way. But I'm walking on the highway. With my God. You suppose if you're walking on the higher way with God, that you'll have some awesome things happen in your life? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So let then your heart and your mind be open to his thinking. Submit your thoughts to him. Now let's look over at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 17. Proverbs, the third chapter, 17th verse. The paths of God. The paths of God. Hallelujah. Walk in them. Live in them. Rejoice in them. Hallelujah. Be thankful for them. These paths are not hard paths. These paths are not difficult paths. These paths are full of light. Full of love. Full of joy. Amen? Now notice Proverbs 3 verse 17. It says... Her ways, in the context of Proverbs 3, is talking about the wisdom of God. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all of her paths are what? 
One indicator that you're in the right path, following the right road, is you've got peace. Peace is a good indicator, isn't it? You've got a peace on the inside of you that you're following the paths of God. And it says, all of her ways are pleasant and her paths are peace. Amplified says it like this. Her, her ways are highways of pleasantness and all of her paths, they are peace. So, fat city. Amen? He's crowning this year with goodness. And all of El Shaddai's paths, his chariot wheels, they drip with fatness. They're dripping with abundance. Hallelujah. What kind of abundance? Abundance of grace. Abundance of peace. Abundance of joy. Amen. Glory to God. What do you say we walk in them this year? What do you say we follow those paths every day of our lives and walk by faith and not by sight and walk in the wisdom of God and walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we have been called and walk in a higher level and walk in the realm where God walks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The highway of God. It's a higher way. It's a better way. And you know what? It's your way. And it's sure enough my way. Is it your way? Let's raise our hands and thank Him for His ways. Glory to God for your paths. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man. Those steps are ordered by our commander-in-chief. And as you walk in the steps... That the Lord has directed, you surely will delight in your way. The steps of the Lord are ordained for you, and they're ordained for me. So step out, step up, and step in to the highway of God. To the higher way, the higher things, the better things. He's come that we might have an abundant life, a better life by far. Yes, I know that there's perilous times in the world and we are saddened by the things that are going on in the world and we pray for those things that are happening in the world and we pray for the glory of God to hit this earth like it's never hit before. Amen? Amen. But on the other hand, where sin abounds over here, the grace of God is much more abounded. Where there's darkness in the camp of the wicked... There's light in the land of Goshen. I said there's light in the land of Goshen. Glory to God. In the last time, perilous times shall come. But in the last days for the body of Christ, they shall arise and shine. And they shall be days of heaven and earth. And they shall be glorious times. Hallelujah. Look at over at Ezekiel chapter 24. And notice with me in verse 26. So if we expect our paths to drip with fatness this year, we also must maintain a constant fellowship with God and His Word. 
And that's not like having a list of do's. You know, you've you got to read the Word. You've got to do this. You know, you don't got to do nothing. You're a free moral agent, right? Matter of fact is, is you get to. You get to fellowship with God. We have the privilege of reading His Word. See, when you change your mindset about that, it goes from works and legalism to grace and joy. Amen? Thank God I've got a Bible. I can read my Bible today. You know, over in a lot of places in China, they don't have Bibles. They just have pages where they rip pages out and they pass them around from Bible study to Bible study. You and I are blessed here in America. Amen. Now notice in Ezekiel chapter 34... And verse 26, Ezekiel expresses a similar thought of what I just said of maintaining then constant fellowship with God and with his word. And he said, and I will make them and the places around about my hill, (laughs) my hill, come on up, the highway of God, my hill, come boldly to the throne of grace. He said, I'm going to make them and the places round about my hill. What am I going to make it? Glory. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to walk in the paths of God. It's a blessing to come boldly to the throne of grace. He said, here's what I'll do. I'll make them and the places around about my hill a blessing. And I will cause the shower to come down in his season. And there shall be showers. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. There shall be showers of blessing. I prophesy it's raining. It's raining. Healing rain has fallen. Prosperity rain has fallen. Joy rain has fallen. Woo, the goodness of God has fallen like the rain. I want to go and stay around his hill. How about you? (laughs) Hallelujah. That's right. Let's come up. And so then, in other translations, says, I will make them in the places around my hill a blessing. I will cause shower to come down in their season, and they will be showers of blessing. And so we see then that the places around God's habitation... And around those who will stay in close fellowship with him in his habitation, they're going to be showered with blessing and with goodness. Time for another confession. Honey, in the Amplified it says... Stand up and read it. In the Amplified it says, showers of blessing of good ensured by God's favor. Ooh, that's good. Pull that up in the Amplified. Let's read it together. And I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. And I will cause the showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. Now that will preach. God's good insurance program doesn't cost you a thing, cost him everything. It's good insured by God's favor. Let's raise our hands and thank him for that. Thank you, Lord.
thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I like to shout about that. Oh, thank you, Father. We come up to Zion. We come up into the throne room tonight. We come up to the hill of God. Oh, let it rain, Lord. Let it rain upon each family. Let it rain upon this church. Let it rain upon this area, Lord. Whoo, glory to God. Say it real strong. I'm staying this year in close fellowship with him. I'm under the spout where the showers of blessing and where the good insured favor of God is flowing to me every day. Do you like making confessions? Somebody says, well, why do you have us do that? There must be a reason. You know, there is. There is. It's part of the application of what you're hearing. It's part of doing and participating and being interactive with what you're hearing. And also, it's not just that you're here receiving the word, you're releasing it with faith-filled words, and it's going out into the atmosphere, and it's creating things for good. Hallelujah. And so fellowshipping with him brings us into his presence, and that is where... You will experience his best in 2015. In closing, let's go over to Psalm 16. Let's look at verse 11. If I could have you, PT, back on the platform, we're going to praise him just for a few more moments. And we want to pray for you tonight. If you're hurting in your body, we serve a great healer. He's in the house tonight. If you want to be saved, he still saves today. Matter of fact, he saves to the uttermost. I know that for a fact. And if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. I had this thought as I was going to pick up my shoes at the mall today. You know, God will talk to you in a parking lot. Brenda says he'll even talk to you in a mall. But this, this thought just came to my spirit. It says, you know, the fuller you are of me the less full you'll be of yourself. Somebody says, Pastor, do you have a problem of being full of yourself? Well, that's between me and the Lord. But then I got to thinking about it. The fuller I am of the Spirit, the less filled with me I'll be. And the more Him people will see. Come on. The more Him people will see. The fuller I am of the Spirit, the less full of self I will be. The fuller you are of the Spirit this year, the less filled with yourself you will be. Now think about the word self. Selfish. Selfishness is always based on a person that is walking in the flesh. And not walking in love. So we could get this from that. The fuller we are of the Spirit, the more would we walk in, in the highway of God and walking in the love of God. Amen? Amen? Psalm 16. If you didn't like that one, let's look at this one. Yeah. Psalm 16, verse 11. He says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. Everyone shout, the path of life. The path of life. He says, In your presence is fullness 
of joy. And at thy right hand, what are there? Pleasures forevermore. So, Father, thank you for bringing us into the fullness of joy, the fullness of your blessing, walking in your paths all year long. In Jesus' name, let's all stand to our feet. Thank him for what we've heard. Thank you, Master.